I'm Alex. I'm Paige. And you're listening to The The Truth Sleuths. So today we are reviewing um, and recapping in The City of Angels. Yes, it is a musical um, that I worked on this summer. Last year was Star Mites, this year's City of Angels. So you mainly get to hear me and my take because Paige yeah. worked on it the whole I, time. I know the plot. It's not as interesting for me to describe it. And um, just heads up going into it. We were recording at intermission and right after the show in a very echoey hallway. Um, so the audio, we haven't listened to it. Uh, so I don't know. It how might not be, be great, but. You know, that's kind of how all of our show reviews have been. Mm-hmm. Um, but we did get permission to post the cast photo. Yes, we did. Um, so head over to our Instagram to check that out. Yes, check it out. I wish I took photos during the show, but I feel like that probably wasn't. I mean, I have pictures during okay, the show. Okay, if you have photos during the show, send them to me and I'll post them too so people can see. Here's your episode. Um, And one last thing before we get to the episode. Shout out to Natalie. Yes, shout out to Natalie. You're awesome. Cent. Yeah, it costs ten cents to get a shout out on the podcast. No, um, but like in all seriousness, Natalie is the best. So y'all, we signed you. her. We signed yeah. Natalie's arm. We did. Please, we're that famous. Please, please do not get that tattooed on you. Please. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say, please don't ask us to sign your arm. <laughs> no, no, no. Just don't get that tattooed on you. Uh, if no, but it was great talking to you. Yeah, you're awesome. Hello. Okay. Enjoy the episode. Okie doke. We're here at Paige's show. Yep. It's uh, City of Angels. It's old timey. Um, it's like black and white for the movie, which I think you guys did a great job with all your props. I'm like, it's movie time. The only time I got a little confused was when there was like the dead person and I was like, wait, is this a funeral or is it part of the movie script? Mm-hmm. Um, that was the only part. Yeah, I... There are a couple things now and then I'm like, that's not black and white. Yeah. Like last night, someone was not wearing black socks and they were like pink. And I was like, no. When they used the, the black and white um, lotion in a, in a real life moment, and I was like, <gasps> but that was the only thing that I caught that was off. Mm-hmm. Um, but I imagine, I was like, well, why are you guys going to get a whole separate lotion bottle just for it to be in color? <laughs> um, yeah. So, oh, by the way, it's really echoey because we're in an echoey place. Yeah. So, so what, what's the plot? Okay, the plot. So, there's this author. He's typing on a typewriter, right? He's writing his story. Now, I think he wrote a book preemptively, and then now this is them turning his book into a movie. Um, and so, he's writing it, and it opens up with a... Uh, the main character is like dead on a gurney and then it goes straight into a flashback what threw me off for a moment until they quite literally said you started off with a flashback i was like oh yes okay (laughs) um and then there's like it's constantly switching between real life that everything's in color and then the movie script that's in black and white i do like how it reverses and they like talk backwards i like that a lot and they move backwards i think they're all doing great with that Um, and they're not, like, laughing at themselves or anything, which I feel like I've, like, it's probably really hard to do. Yeah. Um, there's a couple of different accents happening, too, that I think they're doing pretty well at maintaining. Um, especially the big boss dude in the real world. He's doing great. Um, 
And fun fact, shout out to him because he got that role two weeks ago. So <laughs> that's really impressive because he's doing so good. Um, I think everybody is doing fantastic. But so it's going through and basically the movie script keeps having to get rewrites because that dude doesn't like him. Um, I don't know anybody's name besides Bobby and um, the two dudes, Stone and Stein. I get it because they're slightly different by a letter. Um, let's see. So uh, Stein is the writer and he cheated on his wife um, with the assistant to the dude and then everybody in his real life he's making characters based off of them in the book or in the movie and he has to keep doing rewrites and basically the stone is a private investigator and this lady comes in and she's like oh i'm not married and then he's like um lady and she's like okay maybe i am and then uh she's like my stepdaughter is missing can you find her and then he's like no i'm not gonna do it and then she's like i'll pay you a bunch of money and he's like okay i'll do it and then he gets beat up in his own house and then he's like i'm not doing it and then she's takes her to her husband who's in an iron lung and then he's like i'll give you ten thousand bucks and he's like oh okay i'll do it and then he gets um seduced slash blackmailed by a 16 year old um and he's like uh not gonna i don't know um and then he's like kind of getting arrested but not really getting arrested um that part is all kind of confusing to me, but basically his old bestie, his ex-bestie, is a cop, but he never, he didn't become a cop, uh, or he was, and then he's not, because now he's a PI, and his be- ex-bestie is like, I'm going to arrest you if you do anything slightly wrong, because he previously murdered a dude for sleeping with his girlfriend, but, or fiance, but then now they're changing it from being a race thing to a, um... A love triangle thing and personally I concur um, love triangle bad idea it's been done um, and I think like a moral high ground is a better plot like reasoning um, in the real world dude's basically just fighting back and forth with publishing as far as like he wants to write his own story but then they're like no don't write it write it this way and then he's like internal struggles of like "Mm, my story but the money i need the money and basically whatever's happening in his life is like sort of reflective of the in the movie and vice versa um there is reoccurring i'm only at intermission right now and it just ended where he had, like, a little internal fight with himself. Um, Stone and Stein had a little number. I do, I like the little ditties where it's, like, real life versus character. I like the comparisons. Um, but what I don't like is all the, um, it, it's very predatory. <laughs> In jokes in nature, Stone is a very predatory character, um, commenting repeatedly on how hot or sexy the 16 year old looks um and then having this whole i i felt really uncomfortable with the whole tennis number (laughs) i was like this is just weird it was basically a song entirely of just like faked sexual tension and innuendos and i was just like this is weird (laughs) um but that is all based off of like 
a lot of so like the plot of this i enjoy but all of the little jokes and stuff it's just not my humor at all and to me i just see all the problematic sides of it so it's like hard for me to get away from that where i'm like whoa did he literally just say that while all the old people are like laughing so hysterically at it and i'm like that's really problematic so that's just like where my kind of struggle is i think they are doing a fantastic job at the production i am definitely like focusing more on the show itself and able to follow the plot line which i really struggle with and i wonder if that's because i'm being pulled like because of um all of these jokes i'm like wait hold on i wonder if that's helping me be able to follow it a little bit better whereas usually i get like caught up in like just the visual of everything whereas i'm hearing that so i'm like able to because i'm hearing those jokes and then listening to other dialogue around it i guess because it's pulling my attention that way so i don't know i feel like as i'm watching it it's less of um an entertainment mindset that i'm in and more of like a technical watching it a technical watching it standpoint and so that's the only thing that i think it's a shame is like that I'm in this mindset of like watching it from with a technical mindset rather than just like sitting to enjoy the show. But with this show, I don't know if even if it wasn't people that we knew or you know doing it, that I could just sit and enjoy it without thinking into the details. Yeah, that was a lot better than I thought you were going to do. Like I said, I'm paying attention for some reason. I'm getting back to it. Intermission's done. Okie doke, guys. It just ended. It's really, really loud. We're on the opposite side of the room. But okay, I love the second half so much more than like the first half. Um, I loved it when they started filming the movie. Um, And maybe that's just because I like that side of things. But I just thought it was like, it just hit my humor so much more. And also, I got to people watch a little, like the, the characters... Um, or the actors that I have seen repeatedly got to finally interact together on stage. And I think that's what I liked. Oh my gosh, the group who was standing literally right next to me, I wanted so bad to just stare at them the whole time because I could see my peripherals. I was like, they are being so funny right now and I want to watch it so bad, but I would literally be staring them in the eyes. We were less than two feet away from each other. I could not do that. Because imagine me just looking at them like, hi (laughs) like i'd be like 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 fist on my chin just like (laughs) because they're just so entertaining for me to watch when i can't use real names can i when they did the ryan sharpay thing on stage i was like yes and then um i loved how um sub sub or ryan whichever one i don't think we have a coat code name for him go-go boots whatever i don't know um his fake like cleavage fake boobs i was like wait a second i couldn't see it the entire show until the last scene and i was like what um i did have some like there's this one light that just kind of hit me in the right spot so it's like there's some things i couldn't see the entire audience was dying of laughter in the first half at i think him playing the piano but I couldn't see what he was doing. Yes, act two. So, um, dude writes a little letter to be like, this is what happened. I didn't actually cheat on you. And she's like, I literally told you before, you don't even have to say anything and I know what you did. 
and also like I know your writing I've read every single one of your books with you I know your characters I know how you write and I know this is a lie um, and then he goes back to the movie and the mistress Donna she I was sitting next to her mom very nice woman um, and she was like oh yeah there's these parts that got added to the script and then he's like, what the heck? This is terrible. And she's like, I don't think it's that bad. And he's like, it's yours. And she's like, mm, maybe. And he's like, you're trying to be me. And she's like, well, I didn't think we were that close. Chill out, dude. And then um, uh, they were filming the last scene of the movie first. And it was like all sorts of wrong, bringing people back to life who were supposed to be dead. And it just wasn't what he wanted. And then both names... Um, the producer and his were on the script which I gotta say the amount of rewrites that he allowed the producer to do I think he deserved credit for that because that's not his work you know what I mean and earlier in the movie he was complaining about being like oh now this is gonna be put on my name and it's not me well then why are you complaining that now he's putting his name on it and getting the credit where it's due you know what I mean um and like with that um like I think there is a whole thing of like Converting books to movies is a very hard thing to get done correctly. And I think, that, like, in this, I was like, why is it being rewritten so much? But I get that was, like, to push the entire plot along, so I get that. But, um, I don't know. I was just like, you have to give some to be able to get it to come across the screen. But I know that the dude was also, like, just rewriting the entire thing, and that's, like, not cool. Um... But, yeah, basically, oh, I forgot. Um, there's this whole thing where, like, dude grabbed the gun, wrestled the gun out of the cop's hands when he was trying to be escorted off of the movie set when he's like, what the heck, we're done with this. And then everybody's screaming, and he's just holding the gun and waving it in the air. Nothing happens. And then he throws the script instead of shooting the gun. And then everybody's around him, and it's a whole read it and weep moment where he's got um, his stone is, like, his little imaginary friend following him around. Oh, crap. One of the other Starmates dudes, he played the newscaster in the... Or the, not the newscaster, the um, radio voice in this. Uh, he then plays the movie version of Stone, where everybody else in it is playing, like, the movie... Like, as you're watching the show, the same character who's, play, who's acting it out, then at the movie scene on the movie set is then playing it, like, the real-life counterpart... But Stone isn't, Stein isn't playing Stone, and the actor who plays Stone isn't playing Stone. It's the guy who is the radio musician plays Stone. And he's hilarious. I mean, I know he's a funny guy in general. He's a, a hoot and a half. But I just love how he was just doing it because I was like, that's so good. Um, and honestly, that entire scene, I think everybody was kind of able to show their personalities in it and I think that's why I liked it because I'm like I like when the actors personalities get to peek through the character a little bit and being that I have seen the most of these actors repeatedly it I, I don't know I feel like that's what I enjoy of it but if I was just like watching it I get how other people enjoy like really getting into the character of who they are. So I feel like it's like a double-headed coin, and I, I, I get both. Um, it ends where um, uh, Stein is back with his girl, um, and they're all singing. By them all, I mean 
Stein, Stone, and the lady, the wife, um, who's got a great voice. Uh, what was I going to say? I think everybody did fantastic. Um, it was good. Like I said, the, some of the humor stuff just didn't hit with me, but I really liked the, the second half. And I look forward to seeing everybody in shows going forward. I'm a little bit less anonymous at this point, so that's a little interesting. Because cause, um, Donna... Oh, wait. Is that her real name or her character's name? Character. Oh, good. <laughs> um, so Donna, her mom, we were talking briefly as like I sat down before the lights went out. And she was like, oh, did you go see... Um, I was going to call it South Pacific, but it's not that. Anything goes. And I was like, yes, I did. And so now I'm like, wait, did she just ask that because her daughter was in it? She was the redhead, right? Yeah. Or was she asking that because she recognized me having been there? And I don't know. I don't know. Because I did go up and talk to her after the show. And you were behind me, so I don't know. Oh, then probably then. I don't know. Because I said that I was your friend. Oh, so then, yeah, she friend, Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, everybody did fantastic. To anybody who's listening, good job. Um, to the writers of the script of the entire show, um, I think you need funnier jokes. <laughs> A little less predatory, pre- predatoriness in there. And it's because of the times, I get it. I, I was going to say, like, this is a 1940s movie, is like what it, they're making. So those jokes are appropriate for the times and yes they're uncomfortable but I think I didn't like that the audience currently thought those were funny okay that's fair (laughs) cause I'm like okay I get some of that being written but it was a very heavy like it was a a main point carried throughout the entire thing it wasn't like one joke here or there it was like an established plot point for the for multiple characters to be like scummy and and how they were written yes i get that i just there was a larger focus on it like than i personally like but what i really did like was the um there was a couple nods to racism and i thought that was a nice little like sprinkle in there which that is the actual point of the show and I, I, I like the social aspect. I think if they had, like, all of those running, like, themes that, like, I wasn't a big fan of, if it got wrapped up in, like, a, with, like, a, a feminism, fe- sem- fe- feminist twist, I guess. I don't know. You know when, like, Donna took over and wrote some stuff? Like, if that could have been turned into, like, um, giving some of the women characters in the movie script more of a dynamic piece or, or less of just an object I guess I don't know I feel like that could have also been a talking point but if the play is focusing on racism specifically versus social issues in general I guess it just determines like which one you're going to focus on but I don't know all in all I think it was good um, and one thing that I did think about at the end that I was like wow and I think you need to go watch this and whoever's listening should too um, there is a DCOM Disney Channel original movie that is, I believe it's called Read It and Weep. Um, and it's basically this, just Disney-fied. Um, and set in a high school setting versus the 1940s murder thing. But it's like this girl has her personal diary. 
and she's writing all of it. And it's kind of like a very similar dynamic to um, Stein and Stone is like her and her character. And um, it's like her personal diary that ends up getting published. And she becomes like this famous author. It, it is a whole thing. I think everybody should go watch it. Um, specifically you. And I just like to think of the parallels as interesting there's never an original story and i i did not expect to to find it in disney though i should have because i mean there's hamlet not hamlet hamlet in the lion king yeah correct so yeah that's my take i think i don't know if there's anything else that i need to address i don't think so again surprised with how much of that you picked up because it is not an easy show i was lost like not anymore like the first time i watched it um, so, yeah. I feel like I tend to pick up on more of the, like, because you guys had the visual difference, I think it was easier for me to follow. Um, I, I think there's, like, there's some shows that just confuse the heck out of me, and then there's some that I'm just, like, should confuse a lot of people, but for some reason my brain can just follow it. So I don't know what that is. Yeah, I don't know. But... Um, to anybody from the show listening, good job. Reach out to us or don't. I, I don't know. Uh, oh. Cast and friends. Do you want me to hide you? Um, <laughs> I just hit page from the photo. Um, anyway, to anybody listening who may have been in the show, you guys did a great job. Um, if you want to talk about it you can dm us on instagram at the true sleuths or email us it's the truth sleuths pod at gmail.com you can also just email me because you all have my email yeah that's true you don't have mine so don't email me that would freak me out <laughs> that would be so <laughs> um but uh what else is i say oh if there's any shows that any of you guys are in um, and you want Paige and I to come, or just me, I will come and review if Paige is busy off at school. Let me know. I'll be there. I'll give you my honest opinions. I'm not afraid to do so. Yeah. I'm excited to see all of your spring shows. So here's a little sneak preview for everyone. So the rundown that we're going to be seeing is Beauty and the Beast, Adam's Family, Newsies, and TBD. <laughs> I'm so excited for TBD. I know. It's going to be the best. Um, we might uh, throw in another one in there that I have to tell you about. Okay. Um, that is at your old high school. Okay. Because we know somebody in it. Yeah. It just got so quiet. Oh my gosh. I am terrified. I can't turn around. I can't turn around. <laughs> They're all just standing there, and I noticed. I saw people looking at me, and I was like, "They're gonna." Two. <gasps> are they? Are they talking at us? No, no, no. They, they're just quiet because they're taking. Okay, I think they're done. I think. And on that note, so are we. Have a nice <laughs> night, everybody. We're back, baby.